That's pretty entertaining right there. <laughs> this is the most entertaining quiz. Just me trying to say Timble- this tennis player. I can't even say tennis. I was about to say Timbleton, the Timbleton tennis. Raquel, Raquel, Raquel Welch. Yes, that's right. You can take, I guess that's a sign that you can take the boy out of Sedalia, but you can't take Sedalia out of the boy. Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast, where we inspire you to manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. Join host Hartley Wright, a certified spiritual director, and Kevin Bartolacci, director of research and education at Sunvold Financial Investment Advisory Firm. Together, they hope to help you discover the benefits of enriching your life as they entertain one another, and hopefully you too. Well, we've clarified before about the entertaining for one another. I was telling someone about the podcast this morning, and I said, I'm not sure how entertaining many of the episodes are, uh, but we let it go. Kevin, how, how are you? I'm quite fine. Thanks for asking. Good. What do you want to talk about today? Well, I do want to say uh, I'm really excited about whatever the quiz is this week because we bombed it so bad last week. <laughs> it can only go up from there. That's probably true. I hope. Um and I don't have a lot of financial news. I, I jotted down a couple of things I want to talk about that aren't related to financial, but they are related to Missouri and our legislative process. Joy of all joys. Yeah. I cannot wait. You have just, uh, you've just, I am so on enthralled. The edge of your I seat cannot now. wait. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Welcome, listener. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in, listening, wherever you are. I actually want to talk about some faith. We haven't talked about faith. We didn't on the last episode. Right. I just want to actually have a conversation about why people resist spending time with God and how challenging that is for people. I thought that'd be a good topic for today. Yeah. I would think that we should weight this episode a little higher toward the faith aspect since we didn't do anything last week. Right. Get back on balance. What do you want to do first? Should we? I, I want the quiz. You want the quiz? I'm all, I'm all amped up. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Trivia quiz. We I have categories we can pick from and our categories to choose from. Our general knowledge, dictionary, history, food and drink, or geography. I'm leaning toward general knowledge because I feel like we could, between the two of us, Okay, we have some general knowledge. Okay, general knowledge. General knowledge it will be. Let's start the quiz. Xena Warrior Princess starred which New Zealand-born actress? Rena Owen, Anna Paquin, Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless. I, I agree, so we'll choose Lucy Lawless. Who previously wore Kate Middleton's engagement ring? Kate's mother, Carol Middleton, Princess Diana. I'll go Princess Diana. The Queen Mother, Queen Elizabeth II. I think I will agree with you and say Princess Diana. Hey, we're smoking hot We're smoking hot today. Question three, 70s sex symbol, Raquel... Raquel Welch. That was it? We just had to have her last name? Yeah, we just had to have her last name. Which sport was featured in the films The Endless Summer 2 and Big Wednesday? I haven't seen either one of those, but uh, let's get your multiple choice. I have seen Endless Summer. Choices are surfing, cycling, tennis, or cricket. 
Endless Summer was about surfing. Because the title infers a sequel, Endless Summer 2, I'm going to lean towards surfing. I'm thinking it's not cricket. What were the other two besides surfing? Tennis and cycling. I got to go with surfing as well. All right, so we agree on surfing. I shall choose surfing. Hey, we got it right. When baseball wasn't in there, I was a little lost. Which biblical figure was beheaded? Samson, John the Baptist, St. Peter, Noah. I'm going to go with Big John. Big John the Baptist certainly is. Next question. 2001 Wimbledon champ was Goran who? Ivanisevic, Goran Brejovic, Goran Popov, or Goran Blaovic? Number one. Really? Yeah. I'll, I'll defer to you, so we pick with Ivanisevic. Wow. Did you have any idea? Yeah, I, I played a little tennis back in the early 2000s. Good job. Thanks. So glad Can't believe did. I remember it. I, paid, I played a little tennis back in the early 70s. <laughs> Which letter is silent in the word wedge? G, W, E, or D? Silent? Silent. The word wedge. I guess I would say D. Yeah, it would have to be. Clearly, <laughs> it's obviously the D. Maybe I should have asked for the skill level. Like, what? what's the yeah. uh, challenging level before we got this? Because... Well, but you got your wish. We're going to clean up in the Next quiz time today. Next time you can amp yeah. up the uh, skill. Part. Okay, which famous Australian died in October 2010? Joan Sutherland, Peter Finch, Robert Menzies, or Norman Wisdom? Jeez. I have no idea. The name they have the most recognition is Peter Finch. But is he, I'm not sure he's, did he pass away? Surely he did. He's old. If he didn't, I was thinking. I don't know the other three. Uh, Joan Sutherland could be Robert Menzies. I'll agree because we need to agree. No, we don't have to. We'll go with Peter Finch. Joan Sutherland. Joan Sutherland, and she is who? We'll look her up off cast during the sponsor break. Right now. We'll, uh, yeah, that's right. Check it out during the commercial break. Yeah. Robert De Niro played mobster Jimmy Conway in which movie? I love this movie. Well, you should nail it then. Yeah, do you want to you take a Let's guess? Let's the four. Raging Bull. He was not a mobster. Raging Bull. Taxi Driver. He was Taxi Driver. His name was Bickle. Travis Bickle. Goodfellas. Kind of liking that one. What's my fourth choice? Cape Fear. Oh, yeah, it's Goodfellas. It is Goodfellas. It's the only mobster movie on there. Yeah, that's right. It is Goodfellas. And you know I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great yeah. movie. He played uh, the character in the movie was Jimmy Conway. In real life, it was Jimmy Burke. And I could tell you all kinds of things about him. Yeah. Uh, Vernita Green, also known as Copperhead, was a female supervillain in which film series? Men in Black, Kill Bill, Terminator, or Harry Potter? I'm going to guess Kill Bill. I believe you are correct. Kill Bill we choose. Kill Bill is correct. Our quiz is complete. Oh, nine out of ten? The, uh, na- yeah, nine out of ten. Hey, that's, uh, that's like an A+. Plus. That was fun. Uh, now we've got some good mojo going into the episode. Yes, that's right. 
So we had no comment on Twitter. We did have a comment on Spotify from a previous guest, Masood, and his nice. comment was, I like the trivia qu- the trivia game. That was <laughs> so his comment. There were two things I pulled up that I thought we would find interesting. One of which we talked about on a previous podcast was the whole driving while distracted. We are one of the states that don't have that law. It's just Missouri and Montana, the only two states that don't have a blanket law for all ages of driving while distracted. I didn't know that there were only two of us. I just knew that we didn't. Add that to the pile from our previous discussion. We do have legislation to try to change that. Is the good news for us in Missouri. It's Montana. There's enough open space. Maybe they don't care. Well, they've got a... So that, that would but, take but, us into... Now, hold on. Let me just think about back this. Back something up? Yeah. All right. If I'm driving my vehicle faster, uh-huh. wouldn't it be even more important to not be distracted? Well, I think the... And I'm just speculating because I'm not in any legislative body. I think the focus here is on liability of causing death to others. And when you have no one on your highways... You're just going to kill yourself. I'm just speculating on why it would yeah. be that way. Try as fast as you want. They don't care. There's nobody out there. Yeah. I guess I guess there literally is nobody out there. You could drive for miles and never see a car. Yes, that's true. I guess that's so true. So it may be a liability issue. Like, eh, if you're going to kill yourself, we don't care. It's America. Yeah, could be. Montana, what about at night? What? I guess at night Once nobody's again, out there either. Yeah, even less because, you know, yeah. got to be home before dark. Well, I'm sorry, Kevin, for rudely interrupting no, that's you fine. in your train of thought that's and your flow. That's how this works so well. Uh, the other thing that was a note I read this morning on my news feed, financially related, as well as Missouri, there are 12 states that don't currently tax your Social Security benefits. I'm sorry, 12 states that, that do? do tax. Missouri is one of them. So of those 12 that do tax. Colorado has changed their laws as of 2022. And once you turn 65, you do not pay state income tax on your social security benefit. Nebraska is gradually phasing out the state taxes on social security. Beginning in 2025, the state will no longer tax benefits. We don't have anything like that in our current legislative acts. But given the budget surplus that I read about, did we talk about funding the I-70? Expansion? No, we did not. Oh, that that got passed through Missouri because we had such a budget surplus. Yeah. They've allocated $1.8 billion to widen I-70 in certain spots through Missouri. We have a budget surplus that is enough to manage that. And Uh yet, boy, I really wish I were loaded with something. Wish I were loaded with something that would just just enrage the listener. Well, you know, it's been a big discussion for 20 years. About I-70, especially oh, Columbia, Missouri. Probably more than 20. With that surplus, they're going to start making plans and funding it. I don't know when it'll break ground or anything like right. that, but that was the latest I read on Missouri laws. But at this current state of affairs, we have nothing on the books about eliminating the tax on Social Security. So for those of you that are near retirement, you're trying to figure out if you're going to retire here in Missouri or somewhere else, essentially there's about... 10 states that still currently tax your Social Security benefit. Missouri is one of them. On a previous episode, we talked about personal property tax and why was it not an issue in Texas, and that's because for cars they don't. Mm -hmm. So my friends James and Tina lived in Montana for quite some time. They live in Tennessee. They chose Tennessee because there isn't any personal property tax on vehicles. And no state income tax. In Tennessee and no state income tax. And apparently no yeah. Social Security tax. Expanding Interstate 70 through Missouri, we definitely need that. Mm-hmm. If yeah. only we had no speed limits on our roads, 
we this, would, this we would, would be, be full, we'd be the we'd be, we'd be top Eden. brand then, man. We'd be on we'd be on everyone's map. Like we're That's gonna right. go to Sedalia. Oh, uh, this this for some reason brings to my mind one of the greatest musical festivals ever to take place. I think the official name of it was the Ozark Music Festival. And it was held in the Missouri State Fairgrounds in uh, Sedalia, Missouri, 50 years ago, almost 50 years ago. It was huge. Just, so, just clarification. To, yeah. It was held at the State Fairgrounds, but was it part of the State Fair? It was, it was not part of the completely different it was, it event. It was completely, a completely, that makes sense. a completely different event. And you're saying it's in the 70s, 50 years ago? Yeah. It was called the Ozark Music Festival. It was held July 19 to 21, 1974. Okay. On the Missouri State Fairgrounds in Sedalia. And July in Missouri. July in Missouri. And here's why I said it was huge. It was big. I think it was mentioned in comparison with Woodstock. Someone had said it was not bigger than Woodstock in terms of crowd, but it was bigger in terms of performers. Wow, that's a hell of a statement. It's an estimated crowd reached 160,000 people. In Sedalia. In Sedalia. Now, just for context, listener, Sedalia's population today is 21,809. In 1974, I'm sure. In 1970, the population was 22,847. So it's been about the same. Hadn't moved much. 22,000. You're talking about a population that was almost eight times the right. normal population because of this festival. And this thing went crazy. So here's, here's some things I can tell you. These people came to Sedalia and took over. I, I used to enjoy talking to Kelly's grandfather about it because he was the meat manager of the Kroger in Sedalia. <laughs> and so he said they had to close the grocery store down completely because the grocery store he worked at was adjacent to the fairgrounds. It was the closest grocery store to the fairgrounds. And so he said, people were coming in without clothes, without uh, shoes and socks. We're just coming in, ripping up, going to the bread aisle, just tear the thing open, grab bread, go to the meat, open the packs of meat, eating right there, putting things together. You can talk to other people about uh, some of them started to take their garden hoses in because people would just come up to the to their yard, grab their garden hose, and take a bath and take a shower right there. I mean, you're talking, what did I say, 160,000 people? Yeah. You're talking 74? Yeah. Kind of makes 1974. Sense. They were, yeah, they were running around crazy. So you can hear some great stories, but the band, the performers that were there, Bachman Turner, Overdrive, yeah. Aerosmith. Um, oh, and they were pretty new at the time. Yeah. People, I'm not even going to read the ones I don't recognize. Um, Blue Oyster Cult was there, the Eagles perform there america performed the marshall tucker band nitty-gritty dirt band boz skaggs ted ted nugent uh jeff beck leonard skinnard uh, bruce springsteen was invited and was expected to be there but he did not perform hmm. uh, micah has mentioned that he read a comment about bruce that bruce just didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal or bruce wow. just kind of discounted earl scruggs review, review charlie daniels band joe walsh was there and but I think he was performing with Barnstorm. Hmm. But there is a you can you can research the archives of the Sedalia Democrat and see an article that was written about this festival when it was in town. And there's a picture of Joe Walsh in the Ramada Inn reading a newspaper. Nice. All right. The so next morning. I want to know the ones that you don't recognize. Okay. Uh Premiata former Formieria Mar- Marconi. No idea. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. But Peter Sinfield. 
I didn't know that name. Uh, I don't think I do either. David Bromberg, Leo Kutke. Nothing. The Electric Flag. The Souther Hillman Fury. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Band. J.D. Souther. Oh, that's, that's, that's J.D. Souther. Souther's band? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, wow. J.D. Souther. So they, that was big too. Yeah. J.D. Souther, the reason I'm resonating with that is because he's written a lot of music. He, he wrote a lot of music with the Eagles. Absolutely. Uh, he wrote a lot of music with uh, several other people. Poco, perhaps. The Ozark Mountain Daredevils were there. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Spheris, Trip Hammer, mm-hmm. Bill Quaitman, mm-hmm. never heard of them. Fresh Start, Babe Ruth. Locomotive GT, The Sweet, Sean Phillips. I'll withdraw my own personal feelings. REO Speedwagon was uh, there. One of your favorites, Bob Seeger. Yeah. Banco and Elvin Bishop. Wow. Now, we're talking about Sedalia, Missouri, very small town. Also, for context, listener, it is not in it's not in a main thoroughfare. It's not on the interstate highway. It is on a major US highway, but is not near any major transportation access at all. It does have a local airport, but it's too small. It would have been very small in 74. Yeah. More than two hours from Kansas City, more than two hours from St. Louis, or roughly this little I would town. Guess it's three hours from St. Louis. Yeah. How far from Springfield? Springfield is 112 miles to Springfield. Two hours. So two hours from Springfield. You had to really be committed to get here. And all of these bands were here. And this little town in 1974 was flooded with all these people. Do you know who the MC of this Ozark Music Festival was? I'm guessing it wasn't Bob Barker. No, it was Wolfman Jack. Oh, perfect. Wolfman Jack. The Missouri Senate met in October 1974 after this was over and discuss the events of the music festival in the committee report. The report states that the Ozark Music Festival can only be described as a disaster. (laughs) It became a haven for drug pushers who were attracted from throughout the United States. The scene made the degradation of Sodom and Gomorrah appear mild. Natural and unnatural sex acts became a spectator sport. Frequently, nude women promoted drugs with advertisements on their bodies. That's a direct quote from the Missouri Senate Committee report. No wonder they didn't that. teach us about this in school. Yeah, yeah, they didn't They didn't mention it at all. And if you grow up in today, they don't mention it in public school. Wow. Unless you've got a really, really cool and hip teacher who wasn't traumatized by the events. A yeah. lot of people were traumatized. Well, the guy who presented this said, I just want it to be a bluegrass. He went to the city council, to the mayor and the city council, and said, I'd like to have a bluegrass music festival. It's just going to be bluegrass if you bluegrass musicians and maybe let's give him the benefit of the doubt maybe some of those names you and i didn't know were actually bluegrass could have been bluegrass bands yeah and so the city signed off on it the mayor signed off on it the city council said oh yeah bluegrass music festival no big deal and then i think from there he went and got all these other all these rock and roll hippies yeah so that took place in july of 1974 there's a gentleman that I am aware of who wants to have a 50th anniversary. He's in contact with these bands. I think he should have started a lot sooner, but he's putting it together and it's bringing it together for a 50th anniversary next year. And a, a good number of those acts are still performing. Still around. Maybe if he reaches out to Bruce Springsteen, he'll come this time. Maybe he will. Well, we wasted a lot of time on that. Yeah, maybe. I found uh, it interesting. But maybe, yeah, it is interesting. It's interesting. Once again, to think we're about entertaining ourselves. Tiny little town. And since I've mentioned how small this town is, and I have never looked this up to see how many times Sedalia is mentioned in a major motion picture or a feature film, 
but I can say that it is mentioned in the movie MASH. And then I don't know if you've ever even known about this movie called Heroes. It starred Henry Winkler and Sally Field. Henry goes to the bus station and says he needs a bus ticket to one place. Then he names Sedalia, Missouri, and then his final destination in California. And in the movie, he visits Sedalia to see his old war buddy, Harrison Ford. But they didn't film it in Missouri because Missouri doesn't give any tax breaks. Right. There's right. another. that That's worth a... <laughs> that, has, that has been an F-bomb for me for quite some time, that they don't give any tax breaks for filming because we would have so many great things that could happen here, including Ozark. Ozark, right. much more of Ozark could have been filmed here. Yeah, uh, but instead of Georgia. Yeah, instead of Georgia. Now we'll just turn toward faith because naturally, conversation like this, sure, you go toward faith. Especially just, after reading just about all that. that debauchery. Yeah. So especially reading the Senate report. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so I was on the phone early this morning. I was actually on a Zoom call. I have a Zoom call every couple of weeks with two gentlemen that our relationship began in a setting in which we were doing some Ignatian spirituality, Ignatian exercises. And all that means is it's meditations, prayers, contemplative practices that were developed by St. Ignatius. The purpose of those is to just deepen your relationship with God. So two of us were talking about our challenge in keeping that a daily ongoing rhythm. My friend John shared an experience of what it was like for him growing up. And without him here to state for it himself, I'll just put it in a nutshell and say, there was this spirit, this feeling of like, we're going to go through this exercise of attending church today. And then as soon as it's done, we'll move on with our things and not worry about it until next Sunday. I made the statement that was probably a lot more common among everyone than we thought. And I've always thought that. I've thought that's a pretty common thought. And of course, as common as it was with the people around me, I just wonder how incredibly common it is with everyone. So in our daily struggle to balance the different areas of our lives and the limited time we have, almost everything else wins out over spending time with God. Whether we are unintentional about what we do or we have good intentions, there's some real reasons why we avoid time with God. Now, I will say this. A lot of people think about, okay, I want to get my life in order. You might hear that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think getting our lives in order is always a future possibility, a place even the most organized among all people want to reach. But for now, getting our lives in order in terms of just spending time with God is something we squeeze into our schedules intermittently when we get a few minutes. In theory, we all know that time with God is important and having some type of something vital in your life where you're spending time with God is something we all might aspire to. For the purposes of our podcast, I just thought through a few reasons why we might avoid spending time with God and what are probably the most common things. And so the first one I thought of was that we might think of God as a record keeper. And I want to say God is not a record keeper because if we see God as our record keeper instead of our loving father, spending time with him becomes a chore. It's easy to slip into seeing God as a distant being that keeps tabs on our behavior. That's where we kind of say, okay, I'm good. I'm not good. We think about that in our own lives. And it's like, oh, I'm just not worthy. And we let that dictate how we feel about ourselves and others. When we do that, spending time with him is a chore. We're not really doing it because we want to do it. Yeah. We think I've got to do this because I've been so bad. And then when we don't see God as good, something we've talked about, I refer you back listener to episode two. (laughs) When we don't view God as good, we run away from him. All of us have areas of our lives that we really just don't want to give over to God. This is true for everyone. Listener, I I want you to know it's true for everyone. If there's someone that you know who spends a lot of time in prayer, 
spends a lot of time reading scripture, thinks about God, talks about God, has a great relationship with God. There are things about them that they really don't want to give over to God because it's a challenge. It's a struggle. Maybe it's a particular sin pattern. Maybe it's something we really desire that we're afraid God won't give us or that God might take away from us. Maybe it's a career path or a way of life, a relationship, our health. And the thought of surrendering our whole lives is really terrifying. Another reason we avoid him is because we just don't feel like we can be honest with him. And if we be honest with God about how we feel, it's okay. It's okay to confess to God that you're mad at him or that you feel like you're doing fine without him right now or that you're fighting for control and you can ask God to give you more of a desire for him. The fact of the matter is he did create all of us and he created us with the desire for eternity into our hearts. And so with that desire, it's ultimately God himself who spurs us to cry out to him to begin with. Even the most pagan of all pagans at some point says, oh God, help me when something is really bad. And that's that usually out, when, right? Yeah, and that cry bad. out comes from, from God. But then the other thing, I think we just don't think about the time we have. And so just getting up five minutes in the day earlier than usual isn't going to solve it because you're going to fill that five minutes with something else because it just happens. Wanting to be close to God is not our default. So we're going to have to resolve and fight our natural tendency. And I think I've been somewhat good about mentioning, hey, if you've got a few minutes, just take time. But even if you haven't talked to God in years, he's not waiting to shame you or ask accusingly, where have you been? He is always faithful and loving, even when we aren't. So there's a book by Henry Nouwen called With Open Hands. And the whole, whole crux of this book is introducing you and inviting you to bring prayer into your life. When you are invited to pray, you are asked to open your tightly clenched fist and give up your last coin. My life hasn't been good, but I'm going to hang on to it. That's why our fists are clenched. We'd rather hold on to the coins of our past than to trust in a new future plan. Is that partially because our past is what we know and our future is unknown? And we as human beings tend to be a little averse to the unknown or the uncertainty? I think that's it exactly. We hold fast to the familiar the uncertainty of the future is too fearful for us. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to be different, but can't be right now. That's how I'm going to leave it. And so we hold fast to that. In some ways you kind of leave a new life, let it float by because you're still hanging on. Sure. Hanging on to that. Change is hard. Change is very hard. I'm, I'm putting this as a random fact. Uh, I don't know that many people would be aware of this unless they read the book of judges and not too many people are banging down the doors reading the book of Judges. In the book of Judges, the seventh book in the Old Testament, Samson poses a riddle to his 30 dinner guest. The riddle was rigged. The guest wouldn't have known the answer because only people who knew Samson personally had any hope of solving it. I know, Kevin, that you really want to know the answer to that riddle. Oh, and I haven't, I mean, I haven't even given the riddle. Yeah. The f- so here's the riddle. Unless you're doing a Jeopardy version no, of Judges. No, here's the, uh, here's the riddle. Out of the eater something to eat out of the strong something sweet that's it that's, that's the it. whole thing that's the whole riddle out of the eater something to eat out of the strong something sweet something sweet yeah it's a little too cryptic for me so here's the answer bees making a honeycomb inside the carcass of a lion before the feast samson had killed a lion with his bare hands and returned to find bees building a hive inside the lion's body. So the eater and the strong are both the lion, and the something to eat and the sweet are the honey. So that's the random random okay. fact of the day. All right. That Samson cheated his dinner guest. All right, so thanks for listening. That's it. I'm, I'm done. <laughs>
This podcast is for the purposes of education, information, and entertainment only, and is not a replacement for the professional services of a financial advisor, financial planner, spiritual clergy, spiritual counselor, or spiritual director. We suggest you seek out a trained professional for help with your financial and spiritual needs. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest of Faith, Finances, and FBOMs are solely their current opinions based upon information they consider reliable, but do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations the host and guest may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions provided by the podcast host and guest are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 